Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Padrone. That was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching, as well as on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcast from if you're not listening live. Uh, like I said, I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Nick and Dave. Dave. Paul is off tonight. He'll be oh. back next week. And um, tonight we are talking about rope. Rope. Sausage rope. All right. Or twist. Sausage rope. And, you know, pipe tobacco comes in a number of different formats. The most common is probably a ribbon kind of cut. It can come in shag. It can come in a coarse cut. Ready rubbed. It can come in a flake, crumble cake, plugs. But tonight we are looking at the twist or rope uh, cut of tobacco. Gawith Hogarth is one of the few companies out there that produces twist or rope flakes, and they use it, they produce it, excuse me, using a process and machinery that goes back some 200 years. 200 years? It is years? amazing stuff. Yes, 200 years old. Wow. They have not really changed the process. Yeah. The biggest thing that they have changed mm -hmm. is they have gone from coal to gas. Yeah to heat the stoves there you go that's the biggest change that they have made that's technologically a big, that's a big change and we are looking at rum twist which is this right here and in the second half of the show we're going to do whiskey twist which is right here it's very cool stuff now uh from the laudisi website which is the u.s distributor for god with hogarth it says that uh rum twist is a traditional rope tobacco that is hand spun from stoved Virginia leaves and flavored with rum for a naturally sweet yet full-bodied smoke. It is, as I've already said, made with, by Gawith and Hogarth. They manufacture it. It's their blend. They've been doing it for <laughs> centuries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's an aromatic, I guess as classification goes, because rum's been added to it, but this is not really a... Uh, uh, tobacco where you taste the rum, really, no. right? Nope. I think it maybe brings out more of the sweetness in the tobacco, but we'll we'll yeah. talk about that. It is uh, stoved Virginias, and by stoved that means that the Virginia leaves have been put into uh, an oven or onto some kind of uh, hot plate where they are directly exposed to heat. They're constantly moved around, and that darkens the leaf, 
and add some smokiness. It takes away some of the lighter grassy notes that you mm-hmm. often get from Virginia's and um, makes them a little bit stronger and even adds a little bit of a smoky flavor. Mm. Um, they do add rum to this. It is cased with rum. And tonight we are pairing with it this mm. beautiful bottle here of 1792 foolproof. This is the 724 Lounge Barrel Select uh, version of this. Um, one of the great things about working at Twins and up at the bar is that uh, they have a number of selections of uh, spirits mm. that are single barrel selections, meaning that they go and they actually taste several different barrels from different distilleries and are able to say, we would like that one with our name on it. And we get the whole barrel. I believe we currently have nine different things. This is one, the 1792. Uh, It's 125 proof. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, 62.5% alcohol. This is going to be some serious stuff tonight, serious drinking. Oh, yeah. All right. And um, the 1792... Do you know we all know what that refers to? That was the Columbus the Sales year. the Ocean Blue. No, that was fourteen hundred and ninety-two. That was the year 1792. that seventeen ninety-two. That was the year that Kentucky became a state, right? That or, is correct. Yeah, that is because we had seventeen ninety-two before, and right, that right. Was, you uh, remembered. That's good. Yes, I do. My Dave memory... went a few centuries past. Sorry, but that's before. Okay. Or before, yeah. yes, or I guess it depends Pre- on which direction you're going. Yeah. You're looking, yeah, I yeah, you're yeah. looking. But you, you're right. He went. He went. Uh, he went to the past. The past is our future. Too far. Too <laughs> far. So, what are your impressions first off on the uh, tobacco and the pairing here? Hmm. Before we get into things, well, it's uh, oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Mm. It's creamy. Yeah, it's got uh, some. It's very smoky. Yep. Like campfire smoky. So I guess was what I'm saying. Um I feel like there's definitely something sweet going on. I would hope so. It's a rum twist. Mm. I'm just trying I can't can't really I don't know if I'd call it a rum sweetness. Maybe a There's like a, a woody sweet nuttiness in there. Mm. Sweet, um, sweet nuts. Sweet nuts. Um, yeah, like sweet nuts, maybe some sweet almonds in there, where if you're drinking rum on its own, mm-hmm. like the clear stuff, not like, and I drink a lot of Bacardi. So Yes, we know. Yes. Uh, not like uh, Bacardi Black or Bacardi Gold. Uh, a little on the Bacardi Gold, but if you're drinking, uh, which not a lot of people do, uh, just the clear stuff. Um the regular stuff that you would buy a handle for 20 bucks for mm-hmm. that. If you drink that and go through, you know, don't like down it, but you kind of taste it and sip it. Um, we we won't can, drink it like you. It's okay. You, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> um, you can get almonds from that. Mm. Do you um, get almonds from this? I get a little nutty taste. In the tobacco, I mean? Uh, Is maybe? that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like a little nutty. I'm not sure if it is almond. It's not really hitting my palate like mm-hmm. that. But the sweetness, definitely. There is an earthy, smoky accent to this, mm. which is really pleasing. On the finish, you get that smokiness in there. Mm. Um, and the sweet, and you get the earth, and it's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's a little complex, which mm-hmm. is pleasant. Um, 
and I thought this was going to be kind of a fuller body smoke. It's coming off as a just a solid medium smoke. But again, we just lit the pipe, so we just lit the pipe. This is this is a, a I think turns into a, a medium plus to full body tobacco by the time you get done with it. Excellent. But it is very smooth. Yeah. And has it, it is very creamy. I think uh, you know for me, I think the rum. Uh, impacts the Virginias in that there's this kind of molasses-like sweetness to it to me. Yeah. Um, and um, there's a hint mm. of that kind of Lakeland scent. There's almost like a floral kind of note to this. Very, very mildly, yeah. I can get that. I don't get the floral. I get like it's a very a woody, hearty, a mapley woodiness in the retro hill. Like I'm talking on the, I'm talking on, on the, the retro, not on the retro, but well, maybe in the retro, but in the room note of what you're smoking. Almost like a little tad of a floral like thing. Hmm. Some people describe it differently. Little tad. bit, little it's bit. Tad. Not, not. It's not really strong. No. But it's there now. You know what else started in 1792? Uh, the Declaration of Independence? No, that was 1776. I was close. 1776. Mm -hmm. 1792 uh, was... Uh, Gawith Hogarth. Gawith Hogarth. You know, I was leading into goes that. goes all the way back to 1792. They became... Jeez. Officially kind of became Gawith Hogarth, the company we know today, in 1887, but... Their family members were making tobacco, and all of their machinery goes back to 1792. Wow. And uh, they are based in Kendall in England in the Lakeland region. Kendall. And, uh, yeah, Kurt should like that. Mm -hmm. He should like that. He should, yeah. He should. Yeah. And um, there, let me tell you something. I really wanted to, to figure out how this was made and uh, it is a very, very involved process that they use. And again, they really have not changed the method in which they have done this for a couple hundred years. How involved are they? It is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I actually found an old video, like from the 60s or oh. 50s, Aww. that was on the internet. It was on, on uh, one of the pipes. You know, YouTube channels. It was a little long to play mm. in our um, segment here. Um, I think maybe in the uh, once we're done, I think maybe in the comments I'll get the link and put it there. It'll mm -hmm. be on the um, when this becomes a full, yeah, full blown uh, video. Pod yeah, podcast. We'll put it on the uh, um, WordPress site uh, for us. But um, it was a very very interesting thing, um, and they say that it is one of the more involved uh, processes in making pipe tobacco. Um, they start out by taking the, the stove, Virginia's, mm -hmm. and they steam it in about 50-pound lots. Wow. And then once that's steamed for a while so that you can actually separate the, the leaves mm -hmm. uh, when they've been drying and fermenting, they're put into a vat where they're sprayed down with water. Yes. Again, to make them easier to handle, more pliable. They're separated. They have people who strip the leaves from the stem. Stems are discarded, and just like a cigar, you got two halves of the leaf. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're put in piles. Those 
uh, half leaves are then smoothed out and padded on top of each other and then passed through a machine that spins it and then a wrapper leaf is manually added to it as it's coming out. Interesting. And uh, a three-person team operates that machine. Wow. And the head person controls the diameter of the final twist that's produced. The machine nice. is set to produce a kind of a basic width, mm -hmm. and then if they need to make it a thicker twist, that has to be manually done wow. as it's coming out. Wow. And then that gets taken, you know, and is spun onto a big spool. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's wound off into rolls that are then bound with cord and pressed and mm -hmm. cooked for six hours. Wow. Then it's transferred to a cold press where it is pressed during the day and then the pressure is left off at night. Mm -hmm. And they do that for three days. And, wow, you know, so the tobacco, the pressure is kind of marrying the, the, marrying the, the tobacco together. Yep. Um, but they don't want it to get, like, brick hard. So yep. they let it kind of rest and relax at night so it still has some bounce to it, like you see there, a little bit of bounce back. Mm. Okay. And then it's, you know, cut up into whatever, you know, size they want these bags that we get that comes in 50 gram five excuse me 500 gram bags in the bulk version mm -hmm. and um gets sent all over the place mm -hmm. it's Absolutely. very cool stuff now this is a very unique kind of form of pipe tobacco and like we've talked about it comes in pipe tobacco comes in many different forms what what kind of format do you like to smoke the most Hmm. Like, do you just like a ribbon where you take it out, put it in a pipe, light it, smoke it? Or do you like, you know, the process of cutting a plug or cutting a rope? Or do you like taking flakes and just shoving them in there? You know, How, what, what, what format do you like? I never really thought of it. It's just for me when I'm looking at it, I don't, I don't really care mm -hmm. whether it's a rope or a plug or a crumble cake or um, anything. I just want to smoke that tobacco. Um, oh, am I not surprised? No, mm -hmm. exactly. I just want to smoke. Mm -hmm. um, but probably a plug. I do like cutting it myself mm. versus it already being in there, already being prepared for me. Mm. I, like we had, um, we brought in the three P's. Right, from right. Peterson's. Mm -hmm. um, and that, Great stuff. It is. It's wonderful. I went through my whole thing in about mm, a couple of days. And even though it's a big tin, it came with a little plug. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Which we we gave uh, what was it Mark at the time? Yeah, we gave Mark. Uh, we were we were busting his chops on that one. And how come it came in such a big tin? Mm, Max. Max was Max. it Max? Sorry, Max. Max. Yep. My Max apologies. Is, yeah, Max is Peterson. Um, but I do like to cut it myself. I can cut it as small or as thick as I want to, and because majority of my pipes are all big bowls, mm -hmm. I can just jam it in there. Right. Um. Or if I, you know, if I have my Peterson sitter, which is the smallest bowl I have, I can, cr you know, I could chop it up, crumble it up, and rub it out, and kind of leave it for a little bit, probably mm -hmm. about forty-five minutes to let it dry out a little bit, so it smokes a little better. Mm -hmm. right. So probably for me, it, it would probably be something like a rope or a plug where I have to handle it, 
or have to physically rub it out or cut it. So that you can prepare it how you want yes. for your particular pipe. Yeah. And most, most stuff out there other than a shag. Right. Um, you can still do that. You can still yeah. rub it out. Um, and it's your tobacco. You, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. But for me, I like to get that brick or the rope, mm -hmm. cut it the way I want it or thick, uh, as thick as I want it. Mm -hmm. Rub it out, let it sit, put it in the pipe. Dave? What about my, you? What's your favorite, or do you have a preference? My favorite to smoke is actually the shag. Yeah. Yeah. The really, really, really thin, thin ribbons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. It's, it's so, so easy shag. to pack, and it just burns forever with just one light. Um, it just, I love it. He has a shag written on the back of his shag, baby. The shag wagon. He's the very shag shaggy. Wagon. What's your favorite shag, Dave? Verzac. Mm. What? Bird's eye. Oh, bird's eye. Bird's eye. I thought bird's you said bird's eye. Mm. Bird's, bird's eye. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen you smoke bird's eye. Mm. You ask for bird's eye? Bird's eye. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's in my bag. That's one of bag. my favorites. Yep. Another. That's another uh, Kendall thing. Probably the, mm -hmm. the exact opposite of this. Um, you know, it's it's the very fine cut, easy to do. The Kendall Kentucky, I also, also Gallith, like. Also right? Yeah. 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 And uh, Kendall Gold, which is a, a bright Virginia shag. I that's like a good that shag. Too. Yep. No, it's, it's a, a very good, good stuff. Kendall Gold is really good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, for me, it kind of depends on my mood, but, but I, I do enjoy the prepping of the tobacco. So mm. I'm kind of with you, Nick. You know, I like a rope or a, a plug or something that I have to prepare because mm. you get to control how the experience is going to be in yes. certain ways. Yeah. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about smoking a pipe is that you have a lot of control over that. Um, if you cut this stuff really thick, it's going to burn one way and the yeah. tobacco is going to be presented to you in a particular fashion. If you make it thicker... It's going to taste different. It's going to taste different and probably also burn. Probably and burn slower. Different. Yeah, slower. It's probably going to burn slower. So you're going to get, you're probably, it's going to be cooler if mm -hmm. you're not power smoking it like I do constantly. Um, it's it's going to be cooler. It's going to be a different taste than cutting it thin and mm -hmm. rubbing it out. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's your complete control mm -hmm. of the tobacco. Right, right. And, you know, some pipes you have, you want, you'd want it to be thinner. Right. Some pipes you'd want it to be maybe a little bit thicker. Yeah. Or maybe even cube it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever? On a rope? Yeah. I've never cubed it on a rope. Nope. No, I've never cubed it on a rope. Chop, 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 chop. No, choppy, choppy, choppy. Now, you and I have discussed, Nick, how much we enjoy that prep. Yeah. Dave just wants to stuff it and smoke it. You know, <laughs> hey, I do enjoy a good own. plug. Like spark plug is my favorite plug because it's just mm. actually a good one. Oh man, when you're cutting that stuff, it just smells so good. Mm. Yeah, spark plug is oh. very good. Spark very plug good plug is awesome. It's a very good, very mm. good tobacco. It should be. It was our tobacco of the year. That it know, was here on not just blowing smoke. Yes, it was. But you know, this kind of work, you know, now to kind of give you an idea, um. This particular kind of tobacco, these twists and ropes, were very popular with sailors mm -hmm. uh, 200 some years ago, 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. Sailors would be gone, people would be gone for months at sea, and they needed some tobacco that wasn't going to dry out um, before they got back home. 
And this solved a number of problems. First, the um, uh, because it's a in this format, most of the tobacco being inside isn't exposed to the air, so it holds its moisture a lot. We've talked a lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that uh, sailors would do to it, and one of the things I learned watching the video from the 50s or 60s, whenever it was, mm -hmm. was that uh, the mining community yeah. uh, also used to chew it. Oh, God. They would chew it. Really? The, yeah, this is like a chewing tobacco. You, you'd bite off a part and chew it and when you were at really? sea especially yeah. if you want to ship with like you know cannons and there's there's all sorts of you know yeah. mm -hmm. armaments I'm, and stuff around yeah. you don't want to blow things up so the sailors would chew it and they would get you know they would enjoy it that way and when they were in port and off the ship they'd slice it off and smoke it should we uh test that theory and <laughs> chew it? You're, chew it you're, you're welcome to do it <laughs> I've, I've I've thought about it and then said no. Pastor Padron is not a chewer. I'm a smoker. Well, we had one customer that did that with uh, black Irish hats. <laughs> yep, that yeah. was funny. And uh, he said it was the worst experience he's ever had. Yeah, it's it's this is That's I can tough. only imagine how strong this would be if you were just using it as chew. That is, and I, how how big of a piece are you going to put in your mouth to just well, I chew? Would start on? really small if I was you. I would. Yeah. I would not just tuck it in your lip there. And just really I, would, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I would take the that. risk of blowing myself up on a ship, a, mm. than to do that. So, you know, I came in this morning because I know this stuff needs time to dry out because yeah. this stuff really does hold its moisture really, really well. Yeah, talk about prep time. You need yeah. prep time to. Smoke so this I cut tobacco. this around ten o'clock this morning. It's eight o'clock now, so it's been about ten hours. And frankly, it's both of these are still moist. And, um, you know, so they have been sitting in front of a big, huge window for 10 hours. That's facing the sunlight. That's facing yeah. the sun all day, and it is still moist stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, we're smoking it. We're enjoying it. It's great to go through that process, but it's doing stuff like that that makes diehard cigar smokers say, Pipe smoking is just way too much work. What what makes this worth it to do? Well, Flavor, I would I, I would say to cigar smokers, why do you wait five years before you smoke a certain cigar? I mean, that's a lot more work well, than, certain, than certain having people, to cut something up and smoke it in a couple hours. Well, you are you are you speaking know. to a, a a certain clientele that does that, which is fine. That's mm -hmm. their thing. Mm -hmm. They want to do that. But a lot of the customers that come in, they just grab and smoke. They go upstairs in the lounge or they come down here in the lounge mm -hmm. and just smoke it. So they don't really – a lot. A majority of the customers that I experience, and Danny, I'm pretty sure you can right. contest this, is they just grab it and go. Mm. A, some customers out there, collectors, you know what I mean, uh, the people that just want to sit on the cigars and, and want to have that extra flavor, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, they're okay with that. Um, so with something like this – it's um for me it's about flavor mm -hmm. i i love the flavor like don't get me wrong i love the flavor in, in all cigars as well you but love the flavor and everything except coffee yeah coffee is not my friend man i don't like coffee oh, but you never understand that i know sorry mm -hmm. um but this is a totally different animal mm -hmm. than cigars you can definitely get nuances but i think these mm -hmm. are more pronounced as far as flavor profiles go now, as far as that goes too, I can I can 
I think it you get some of that cigar like flavor you, in yeah, there. You do. Would you agree? Yep. I cigar leaf would be one of the kind of tastes that I would describe. With you get mm-hmm. tobacco. you get some tobacco notes. Yeah, I get tobacco notes. You get some tobacco notes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, the cigar is great. Are there particular are there particular tobacco types that you don't like like formats what do you mean ribbon shag plug uh it would it would probably be a ribbon mm-hmm. i don't mind smoking it but it's just too messy you take it out of the bag of the tin mm-hmm. and you're putting it in your pipe and it's just everywhere after two seconds <laughs> yep. it's it's just falling so apart is that another reason you like the, the plug because you basically get to it's more cut defined. off what you want to use, and it's you, you yeah. make it and use it all without. Yeah, I think I think I'd I'd have to agree with you on that. It's mm. just it's more when you're dealing with solid tobacco mm-hmm. plugs, you know, crumble cakes and that matter, mm-hmm. ropes. Um, it, it's just more the mess is more contained, I suppose. <laughs> um, that is definitely true. Even when you have to like you know grab the bulk for the for the uh, customer, you know, it always. You always it's have easy. to clean up. It's easy. Yeah, with the shag, you know what I mean? And we have, what, two or three shags? And mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? That we can we can bag for customers, and which we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets messy. Yep. You know what I mean? You take a handful out, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. And it, the shag you know. is the funniest because it's like, it's so airy. Oh, yeah. You, you're grabbing like, you know, a you gotta tear, of You got to tear it apart. And it's like... One ounce, and you're just like, how am I going to fit that in the bag? You know yeah, I mean? you got to do you got to do a big bag for two ounces, yeah. and the guy's like, that's two ounces. Like, yeah, it's two ounces. It's a yeah. lot of air in between those yeah. those little ribbon slices. It's true, especially with the the you know being a uh, dark bird's eye yeah. you know fan like I am. It's like you you find a little bit, and you start scrolling it into your pipe. And it just keeps coming oh, yeah. out of the yeah, bag. It's, it's just it's all it's like that spaghetti, you know. It. Yeah, it's like wet spaghetti, you yeah. know. But it's it fit not... and with the shag, it feels so long. Angel hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A- yeah. It feels so long to pack the pipe. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I got big bowls, and I cannot <laughs> lie. Bowls, um, big bowls. Oh, bowls. Yeah, mm-hmm. bowls. Um, and with the shag, last time I had a shag in in my three twenty, it was it took it felt like it took. 15 minutes to fill the bowl because it was just like <laughs> okay and then you're packing it and then it's like oh okay well, it's only, only quarter full yeah, it's, only, it's only like a quarter of the way so let's keep going. Bag keep going what's going on yeah i know so it's it's you know to each his own i'm not really you know great you know i'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more other uh um shags out there that yeah, are incredibly be. enjoyable yeah. i have no doubt about that um, but that's just kind of not my thing. I, I like more of the hardier, the harder um, uh, tobaccos, yeah. the ropes, the plugs. And you can kind of mm. control what you put in there. You cut it thick, cut it thin, rub it out, whatever you want to do. Mm. Um, would you guys agree that this has been getting stronger as it's going down the bowl? Yes, I would. Yeah. Mm. For sure. You yeah. know what else is stronger? Or mm. what else is strong? Drink. 1792 baby mm-hmm. how do you think the pairing is going yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't call this my one of my top pairings yeah i almost feel like it's uh contrasting i would i would mm-hmm. definitely agree with dave on that one it's it's strong i would need like a maybe a, a maybe a heavier latakia 
maybe an English blend mm -hmm. to really kind of. There's a lot of spice in there. Yeah, it's kinda... it is. It kind of coats your palate. Ooh, it hammers spice. it a little bit. Um, but it it's a it's a good it's a good bourbon. I have nothing you know nothing to complain about Wait. it. But I I don't think it I don't think it's a, a really ideal pairing for the rope. Um, maybe what would be a better pairing? Maybe even a scotch. You can do a single malt. You can do like a you know I would think maybe uh and obviously maybe a, obviously rum would go re really well with this. Right. I'm trying but to think I, of. I'm, I'm I didn't want to to just do the obvious. So right. I said let's let's do something. These are full bodied. Yeah. It's a wicked different. strong things. What's the strongest? Yeah. Like seven twenty four single that barrel Orlando we got. brought. Boom boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that know, was delicious. But, you know, this isn't bad. No, it's I'm not saying. Not, it's but bad. I agree with you. It's not my favorite. No, yeah. it, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be something that I would. I would go to. It. It would have it to be something. I. I think for me, <laughs> it would have to be, like a, a. I think this. I think for me right now, even I'm about, almost two thirds of the way in the bowl. Um, I still think this is a medium body. It's not really, mm, hitting me. Yeah, I would say medium body. Yeah. It's not really hitting me like a full body smoke, like a. Like a gaslight or a quiet nights or spark plug or anything like that, I I, I or black or brown Irish X, you know what I mean? I think that stuff is stronger than this stuff. This is brown Irish X. Oh, just with, with the whiskey with, topping, with the rum, topping. rum topping. Yeah, I just I don't Remember, know. I mean, it's weird brown Irish. This is something else I learned watching the video too. They make one twist. Yeah, there's one recipe. That's it. How it's finished determines what it ends what up it, being. What, yeah. So if they leave it like... So this is basically like brown Irish X, mm -hmm. but with a rum casing or a whiskey casing. Yeah. The black Irish X is the same exact thing, but it's then pressed yep. and baked mm -hmm. beyond what this is. Yeah. Until and it's so, black. Until it's blackened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Good song. That's, that's the only difference. And according to... According to them, this is actually stronger than the, the black. It's very weird. Yeah. Because the nicotine and tar and oils are left in this, whereas the baking process that the black goes through removes some of that. Wow. I don't know. This is coming off as a meeting. I don't know if the the rum topping kind of... Yeah, maybe. Uh, ...tones it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really good tobacco mm. on its own. Really good uh, bourbon on its own. I drink that. I would drink that all day long. Um, but together, it's it's not my favorite. It's pretty good. Like, but I it's just feel not like the favorite. the drink is kind of muting a lot of what I what I'm getting from the tobacco. Well, the the I I think the drink is bringing out a little bit more of that barrel that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe a little bit smoky in there, maybe from it, but not really much. Like I said, on its own, it's a good bourbon, but I just I wouldn't be my it wouldn't be my top pick for it. I think the strong spice counters some of the uh, tobacco. Yeah. Now there is a kind of. Uh, vanilla or honey or something that I kind of get from the from the bourbon, 
Yeah. That kind of, that does go with this, but that's that heat mm. and from the spice you get when you take it in. Yeah. It really kind of takes away from it. So it's almost like you gotta take a sip of that, let it sit, yeah. and then and smoke. Then yeah. smoke. Yeah. And then, yeah. then it's then it's a nicer pairing. But if you just chug and s- smoke, mm. it's it's not as I think I think one of the good. good aspects about the bourbon is it doesn't have a long finish. Mm-hmm. Once it once you take it in, you get the tasting notes, and then it's kind of it it kind of goes down. It doesn't really linger, mm-hmm. which is nice because then you can almost immediately take a hit of your pipe and get all the nuances from the tobacco. Mm. Uh, here's a question for you: We're getting into summertime. Summertime. I and love this summertime. weekend summertime. here in uh, uh, Londonderry and Hooks at where we are. It's going to end up in the 90s. Yeah, yep. sure. several days. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. Mm, question. Does it ever get too hot for you to smoke a cigar or a pipe? Nope. No way. Never. Never too hot, never too cold. Well, nope. I knew it was, you know, it's never too cold because you go outside and freaking, my, you know. My, sweet, 20 my below. smoking jacket. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. get some really strong bourbon. Get the dog bourbon. out there. Doggy, doggy. My dog got the, dog the infamous Rottweiler double coat. Mm-hmm. He loves sitting in the snow, mm-hmm. and uh, I go out there with my double coat, and I sit there with him. Yeah, I think that's crazy. But when, <laughs> right, you right. Know, it, it, so it never gets too hot. You never say to yourself, no. oh, "It's too hot to have a cigar." I'm just gonna no. skip it today. I, no, I. I no, Nick will no be outside way. at 95 degrees out in a hoodie. No, not definitely not no. a hoodie. Passed <laughs> out. Um, but no, I've never, I've been in Puerto Rico where it's, you know, in the, in the, the heat in Puerto Rico, it's totally different from up here. You get like the humidity and the heat at the same time up here. You just, you know, you can get the heat, but it'd be like 90 down there in Puerto Rico. And I'd be on the beach sipping a mojito, smoking a cigar, no problem, or be in the water or something. I love, I love smoking in the summertime. I love smoking all the time, but, (laughs) (laughs) but. In I the smoke su- in the summer. In the I smoke summertime. in the fall. I, I smoke just, in my car. I smoke, I in, smoke in the bathroom. I, I smoke don't. out in the porch. I smoke in the attic. Everywhere. I don't anywhere. Chicken coops. Smoke in the garage. It mm. could be you know monsoon. I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. I did smoke in the rain you a few times. Little, didn't did really you? work out for no. me. <laughs> I, I got new, I got new cigar. I umbrella. Just, well, the dog Color. wanted to go out and he wanted to go for a walk and I needed to take him for a walk and I said, what the hell? I put on uh, my raincoat and it had a big hood and a big overhang in the front mm-hmm. and I was like you know what what is the smallest cigar that I have dog walker which wasn't a dog walker I had a 724 club perfecto right close enough mm-hmm. close enough and yeah. it it the water was running off my hoodie onto the tip of the cigar <laughs> until I got halfway down oh, and man. it kept going out and I'm like damn it but I smoke in all weather. But the the mm-hmm. weather the weather really doesn't bother me if it's ninety degrees out, which I on Sunday I will have the day off and it will be ninety and I will be uh, mm-hmm. sitting on my tractor cutting my lawn. Dog yeah. walker, it's I all will, weather smoke. It is, and I will be uh, smoking and having a cocktail while mm-hmm. I uh, operate light machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, light machinery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> mm. <sighs> my tractor is only a couple hundred pounds it's not it's not yeah. a serious it's not uh-huh. a serious thing okay uh dave what about <laughs> yeah. you um no i I'll, I'll smoke in any conditions you know um yeah 
you just have that kind of addictive personality where I just don't. Doesn't I, matter. Temperature doesn't matter. Temperature doesn't matter to no. you. No, it because seems either to way, matter I... in here, you're always turning the temperature up or down. It's too hot. It's too cold. Well, when we set the temperature down here, it's ten degrees warmer up there. You know, in our in our yeah, but if area. it doesn't matter. It doesn't so, matter. Well, I'm still smoking a cigar. What I'm talking about is body preference. You know, it's like you know, when you have so, to keep going between so both when areas, when you it's, come down here and you're like, when oh, it's, it's 95 nice. degrees outside, and you're outside. Are you going to smoke a cigar? Or are you going to say no? It's too hot. No, because that's where I am. You know, but when you're going back and forth between cool and and warm, it sucks. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you, Dave. I'm so no. sorry for you. I mean, come on, you you should have. Appreciate that a little bit more than me. I am one of the weird fat guys who doesn't mind it being warm. Nice. I don't mind it being warm. And uh, yeah, fr frankly, I would rather be too hot than too cold. I, I hate being cold. I agree. I would much rather be. I would much rather be a little too hot than too cold. I now, agree. With I, that. I'll. I'll. You know, to your point, Dave. There have been times I've come down here and turned the the AC so that up. Our, the way this store is is set up for those mm -hmm. of you who, who have never been here the lounge is kind of down and is several steps up so that and heat, there's a smoke eater going the heat goes and and rises mm -hmm. you know into the into the other room so it it's always a little cooler down in the lounge than it is up in the retail area mm -hmm. and there are days when you really have to it, it really does make a difference you need to turn it you know but i typically do not mind being a little on the warm but it side. doesn't stop me from smoking is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm. All right. But, uh, cigar confession. Even though it's all pipe, we're still doing Pass Cigar well, Confessions. Well, pipe confessions. Pipe, yeah. pipe, pipe confessions. confessions. All right, we'll call it uh, pipe PC, a little today. PC. Uh, or maybe we'll call it lounge confessions because this has nothing specifically to do with pipes or cigars, but yes. it has to do with lounge etiquette. Uh, and here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Padron says... Do not confuse your local lounge. cigar lounge with your living room. Or house. Or house. Dwelling. It's not. Living it's area. not. And, uh, you know, so one of the things I'm very mindful of is when I go into another cigar shop, you know, I'll bring my bag, my stuff, and, you know, maybe I'll have one of my thermal mugs with something to, to drink mm -hmm. or something like that. I make sure I'll take it with me. I'm gonna, you know, put out put out my trash, clean it up and stuff. Yeah. You know. But, you know, a lot of people seem to think they they get so comfortable where they are. And that's something that's great. We want you to feel comfortable here. We Not want you to we want you to feel like you can relax and be yourself and have a great time. Mm. At the same time, you gotta realize you know, it's a public lounge, and it's a private business. Yep. And there's etiquette the and time. protocol. And so, you know, now we've all done it. You know, left our glass or cutter, lighter, whatever. But then there's people who seem to like to leave their cutter or lighter or cup at the lounge mm. because they're going to be back, and they'd just rather have it here <laughs> than take it with them. And we had a, a customer who did that this week. Mm -hmm. And when the customer came back several days later to get his mug, he then brought in a bunch of 
empty trash from his car and put it in a, in the trash in the lounge whoa took his mug and left and okay. to me and, and to the there was there was another customer here and the other customer was kind of taken aback he said yeah. wow that was really kind of you know rude rude yeah you know rude it, it and uh, so obviously you know there, there were customers here today who you know they came they had a they had a dunkin donuts coffee when they left they threw their coffee in the trash i mean that's that's this, respect that's yeah. the you know but there's a habit. difference between bringing in a drink or a coffee and enjoying it while you're having a cigar and then putting it in the trash and then just stopping outside the door taking the trash of your car and putting it in our trash can yeah it's a little leaving. disrespectful that's a little bit that's a little bit over the top so if if you're that comfortable with your shop i recommend you uh don't do that yeah 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 we yeah. all kind of agree with that. especially when there's a place right next door where you can clean your car you know where if you need to it's there right next to us that's yep, true that's a wonderful true. full service gas station with a car wash and yep. car cleaning uh stations same mm-hmm. thing you know? in londonderry as well the sunoco right across the street not the, no, the shell well you have the sunoco down the street yeah, the you shell have right across Irving, the street the shell across the street you have irving across from the sunoco which mm-hmm. all have you know vacuums and stuff like mm-hmm. that and trash and trash too you yeah. know just go across the street no need uh i don't think there's any need to empty out your car's trash in the your cigar, cigar lounge, lounge. The like cigar shop, seriously, you, cigar lounge. Shop. You know, we don't have the biggest barrels here. Yeah. yeah, right. And they fill up quite quickly. Yes. They do, especially in a lounge like this where it's a BYOB. Mm-hmm. You know, people are emptying stuff in there all the time. Yep. So, I mean, am I being too picky? Am no. I being? Am no, I, being I, ridiculous? I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I've like seen it, people leave. You know, banana peels in the ashtrays. And, <laughs> you know, oh my God. I've found gum. You know, oh it's boy. like, you know, th- that's Don't not how that. you... Maybe at least they didn't put it in the do, urinal. If you want to do that at home, that's your business. But if you're here, you know, put ashes in the ashtray. Yeah. You know. There's there's a garbage in the corner mm-hmm. for all the trash. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But not your car's garbage. Negative. Just the garbage you create when you're in while the you're lounge. While you're here, yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Make all the garbage you want while you're here and feel free to put it in the trash and you know this is a full service shop we'll even help clean up clean up your stuff put it away for you but not your car right take care of that on your own time yep your own place yep be respectful of that. you're gonna start having a cut fee <laughs> or a cleaning cut, fee or a garbage fee mm-hmm. dave was like hey I, you know when, whenever he comes back i'm just i'll take the bag of trash and put it back in his car say, hey you left this here yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so, mm, one of the things about uh, doing this is that uh, you'll see us relighting probably more often than not. Because yeah, it's still a little wet. stuff is still wet. I mean, you really have to dry this stuff out in order to enjoy it. Yeah. Now, this is also, I know, very hard to find stuff. And a lot of people have been watching this show have said, we, we'd love to get some of this stuff, but when I go to... You know, my favorite pipe website, they're always sold out. Yep. Well, we do have it at Twins. Yep. We do also uh, take orders over the phone in the next month or two. Our website's going to be back up, and you'll be able to do that um, just but by... You can call us here. And, but uh, you can call. And, we ship everywhere in the lower 48. Yep. Yep. So if you want some of this, we got it. Um, what is 
your final thoughts on the tobacco here? It's creamy. It's got like this smoky to smokiness to it. Mm. Um, it's got some kind of a. I'm getting kind of like a real dry, sweet, <coughs> mapleish type maple. You know, and there's a. Mm-hmm. There's some floral in the retrohale, mm-hmm. um, but it's very smooth. It's very unlike <laughs> uh, the brown Irish X. Mm. You know, it's very toned down. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they've magically touched it with a wand and made brown Irish X an aromatic. You know, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't call this. I aromatic. wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But you know what I mean. It's like the, it's like muted brown Irish X. Yeah, some, the, the rum with has some sweetness to it. The rum has has I think smoothed a lot of it mm-hmm. out. You don't really taste rum when you smoke this. I don't really taste. I I don't say. Oh, what is that topping they put on here? It's mm. not like I can't even figure it out. I don't taste a topping. I don't either. It's, it's like whatever the rum has done. Once it evaporates, what's left behind has just kind of been married so well with the the stove virginias Mm. that you're left with this deep rich kind of is it maple is it is it molasses kind of sweetness it's like a maple molasses but it's not Mm. it's not so obvious that it's maybe one or the other right unless you're dave in which case you just make up words malapis yeah like malapis malapis where does the p come from maple maple Mm. Mm. malapis like the merging. Yeah, it, it's a weird merging. Yeah, like Kamala Toppy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the first segment of the show here. Mm-hmm. Mercifully, it's going to end, and we're going to be back in about <laughs> three and a half minutes. Maybe. And we will be smoking the counterpart here, Whiskey Twist, in just about three minutes and 33 seconds. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thank you. Come again. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are now smoking this. We are smoking the Whiskey Twist. And Whiskey Twist is, again, the traditional rope tobacco from the same kind of Stowe, Virginia leaves. It's topped with whiskey for a naturally sweet yet full-bodied smoke. Again, it's classified as an aromatic because whiskey's added to it. Um, Stowe, Virginia is what it is. It's the rope cut. We are, again, pairing it with the uh, 1792 Barrel Select from the 724 Lounge. And um, uh, what I want to know first off is, um, well, let's talk about it before we start comparing things. What do you think about this particular tobacco compared to the rum? Is there any difference that you can pick up at all? What's the same? What's different? What are you guys picking up? Nick, do you have anything already? Mm-mm. Come back to me, brother. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's definitely a difference here. Uh, it's it's not quite as that. It doesn't have that deep sweetness yeah. that the other one had. It's still a, a there's still, it's like a lighter sweetness. It's subtle. It's a subtle. It's not a. Like uh, the first one was more, like you said, more of a molasses, mm-hmm. more of a a deeper sweetness. Mm-hmm. This one would have to be a shallow sweetness. And if you want to <laughs> say that, I guess. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind when it tried to describe Shallow this. and sweet. 
<laughs> oh, the things that I could go with that. Me but, too. Uh, I, Me I too. I won't uh, go there. All right. Um, I'm still getting a lot of the uh, uh, earthy, stewed fruit kind of notes, some wood, some hay from the tobacco. Um, not really getting any lighter, grassier, or citrus notes. I think the whiskey, no. again, just... And the and the stoving of the Virginias just kind of takes that out of there, but uh, there is you know a kind of light sweetness that is added I think by the whiskey, and um, you know I think that this is um, still medium bodied, mm-hmm. um, even though this has been sitting out for ten hours, the whiskey is still noticeably damp and it's still damper damper than the rum. It's uh the rum the rum was I think we're gonna have a harder time keeping this lit. I'm having a little difficult lighting it, but mm-hmm. one uh, thing about these things is once you get them going, yeah, those they go. Them. Yeah, but sometimes it takes a little bit to get them going. Um, now as far as the pairing goes, I think I'm having the same kind of issues, mm. where you get that real strong heat up mm. front. And um, you kind of got to let it settle down a little before you mm-hmm. um, uh, pull off the pipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that subtle sweetness in the front of that tobacco. Yep. It's very, and they're obviously, they're the same tobacco, but the whiskey, the whiskey changes it a little bit. I don't really have anything left from my first bowl, or I'd go back to it. Mm. Kind of taste the differences a little bit. Oh, good. How do you think it goes with the pairing, Dave? Ah. Mm. Mm. Feel free to I think it. I think it. Uh, the pairing brings a little sweetness out into it. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. I think um I think this one has definitely more of a pronounced retrohale. I don't think it's as creamy or smooth as the last one. Mm. There's more spice to this. Mm-hmm. Especially in the retrohale. Ooh, spice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Can you taste the difference? Yeah. You get more deeper, rich sweetness in there yeah there's a little stone fruit coming through with the virginians with the with the rum Mm -hmm. twist there's way more deeper richness going on Mm -hmm. um you still for me i still get that little earthy nuttiness in there Mm -hmm. um smoky accent through the retro hail very small you got to really concentrate on that are you talking about the whiskey i'm talking about the rum because i picked up the rum because i refilled it right before we went to the half and now I'll go over to the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more dead air for everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. More dead air for your ear pleasure. Mm. So with the whiskey, mm-hmm. you do still get the sweetness up front. Mm-hmm. But it's more, it's not as, you don't get the depth of, of flavor it's more flat 
-hmm. you still get some complexity you still get um a little bit of the the almost a a nutty Mm -hmm. taste in there i'm getting more wood yeah from this one more wood from this yeah from the um and it's more it's like i said in the beginning it's not as deep as you would get in the rum the rum just has way more depth in that sweetness, which is extremely pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is pleasurable, but it's a, it's a totally different animal, even though it's mm. the same thing, but with different toppings. Um, it's it's weird because you're technically essentially smoking the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just totally different. It delivers differently. It's You still get smooth and creamy, but it's more flat in a sense of tasting notes it it's flat's not, the wrong word well though. yes okay i, I know so, i know what you're saying but flat's the wrong word. all right so so it's the same difference it's the same difference <laughs> um but it's more more subtle mm-hmm. yeah i feel like the rum is more subtle and this is more well, like well the whiskey different. no the whiskey's more subtle the rum would be more the, what i'm saying is the rum is more vibrant in the whiskey is more subtle not to me okay to me the to me the 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 sweets and like the uh i feel like the smokiness was more with the with the rum this one the smokiness to me has gone kind of back and like the virginia is like uh, i'm getting a little bit of stone fruit um it's a little bit more sweet of a tobacco sweet taste um or you could say like a sweet cigar leaf you know um that's why i'm getting that floral uh, yeah, kind of gone. Mm. I feel like that was more with the rum. I feel, <clears throat> I feel there's more floral with the whiskey. There's more wood tone, wood notes in the whiskey. Um, I don't get as much sweet depth as I do with the rum. I think there is some nice sweet notes in there, but it's not <laughs> as heavy as the rum. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is playing really nice. It's complex, obviously. It's uh I think the whiskey goes better with the seventeen ninety two. I haven't I, haven't I think took so a sip too. Of this in a bit. There's more spice in this and the wood notes mm-hmm. I think uh that are much more pronounced I think go better with the, the seventeen ninety two. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. But I agree with Nick. I for me, um the it's it's really interesting how those toppings change you know change the the experience of the tobacco because mm. it 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 is deeper sweeter and richer and not as spicy mm. over here but still very full flavored mm-hmm. but over here it's much more woody yeah and spicy nutty yeah and um not near as creamy as as the rum is mm. correct yeah um, I'm still, I still think that this is sweeter to me anyway. The whiskey. The whiskey is sweeter to me. I get the wood, but I feel like the, the, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely more sweeter than the rum. More sweeter? More sweeter. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. This one tastes more pronounced. The rum to me was kind of like, almost like an aromatic where everything's kind of mild. I feel like it, I, it had a lot... I don't understand that. I, how can you think either of these are more mild or even medium things? That, to me, they're they're full flavored, 
and medium, medium plus in strength. But, oh, yeah, medium plus in, in strength. But as far as body, I felt like the body of the rum w was kind of like a medium, medium minus, And this is definitely a medium, medium plus. Uh, I, I, but I think I both had a strong way, had a strong nicotine content. Mm -hmm. Their strength was was prevalent. I could feel it when the in the rum. You could feel it in your blood. Mm. Um, I think that I think the whiskey one is a little bit more stronger. Mm -hmm. Not by much. <laughs> I think it's a little bit more stronger. Again, send again, both of this you is... to grammar school. <laughs> what? A little bit more stronger? A little bit more stronger. Just a little bit more stronger. <laughs> Just a little bit stronger. Just a little mm -hmm. bit. Hey, Rod, how you doing, buddy? Mm -hmm. mm. The FDA has their sights set on banning flavored cigarette cigars and vape. What about aromatic pipe tobacco like the Whiskey Twist? Is that also in the line of fire? Um, good question, Rod. That is a very good question, and uh, the answer would be yes. Um, and and uh, um, you know, they are. My understanding is is that flavored tobacco pipe uh, pipe tobacco sales, like in Massachusetts, where they've banned flavored tobacco, mm -hmm. I think that's dropped off. People can't get it anymore down in massachusetts not even yeah. not even uh menthol cigarettes yep. um they're not able to do that now there are workarounds if you can smoke the flavored cigar or pipe tobacco in the lounge where you are buying the stuff then it's legal to sell it but technically you're not supposed to take it out of the store <laughs> can i buy a, can i buy a bowl pack of that mm -hmm. like how would that work I, well, I mean, maybe that's how it would work. Is you, you know, you you buy the bowl, or maybe they have lockers, and you're able to keep the stuff. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't uh, uh, I don't I don't well, go yeah. to lounges in Massachusetts anymore. All my time is spent at Twins, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing. Nope. If you've got to be, you know, planted at a cigar shop, Twins is probably the best place you could ha end up. Good gravy. Now, while we're uh, smoking this stuff and maybe getting some fuller uh, commentary um, mm. that hopefully will be a little bit more grammar-friendly, oh, uh, no let's uh, talk about some things that are going on here at, at Twins and with Not Just Blowing Smoke. Mm. And the first thing I want to say is that starting February 5th, we will be back to Monday nights. February? J July. Okay, <laughs> I was like, that's a long way away. I was like, I don't okay. know why I said February. That is just way out of the blue. <laughs> July 5th, we will be back to Mondays. We had to switch to Fridays because of some <sighs> staffing issues we had to work around here at the, at Twins. And um, as of July 5th, we will be back to Monday. So all oh, yeah. of June, we're going to be Friday nights at 8 o'clock right here on Facebook and YouTube. But as of July 5th, uh, 2021, we will be back on Monday nights at 8 o'clock. And full panel. And full panel. Mm -hmm. Paul oh. and Nick and myself and Dave will be here almost all the time, which is going to be a really good thing. And uh, I'm really excited about that. It's also going to enable Kendra, the Potion Master, to make uh, more regular appearances on the show. And She's Brie. always working Fridays. Same with Bree. Yep. Um, 
so we're excited to get some of the ladies regularly back on the show. Absolutely. Right? And not just doing the, uh, the ladies takeover shows, mm -hmm. which are just, it's still, I can't believe it. I mean, it's they're closing in on 7,000 views. Yeah, baby. Thank wow. you. Wow. I appreciate it's, it. It's, it's nuts. That's awesome. You know. Good for them. Yeah. Well, good for Dave. I mean, well, he's, good, he's yeah. on that Who? show, too. Who? Davina. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Davina. yeah. That's you. Yeah. 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 Dave cross dresses and people come out by the thousands to watch it. It's amazing. It's a scary fact. People. It's a very, wow. very scary fact. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's some other stuff that we want to let you know is going on here at Twins. If you're anywhere in the area, um, a regular thing now, Sundays. They're doing a $5 local beer special. Mm -hmm. And so every Sunday you can come in and there'll be a local brewery. New Hampshire has, a, it's one of the brewery meccas for microbrews. You could throw a country. rock in any direction yeah. from anywhere and hit a, a brewery. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's 30 or some in, oh, in, yeah. in the state. And uh, um, so every Sunday one of those is going to be highlighted and it'll be five bucks uh, and that's going to be great, a $5 mm. pint of beer. Um, I'm down with and that. then another thing that's going on on a regular basis is Mondays, every Monday, there's going to be a special $15 pairing, which will be a you know, spirit and a cigar, and uh, the pairing together will be 15 bucks. Uh, that's a crazy thing. I mean, the, the drinks they're talking about themselves are like, you know, twelve, thirteen dollars. So you're basically getting the cigar for nothing mm -hmm. if you want to look at it like that. Those pairings are available all week long that they're going to be offering. But Mondays, those that uh, uh, the pairing of the week is going to be fifteen bucks. Mm. You want to come into Twins in Londonderry and go to up to the lounge to take advantage of that. Oh, is that going to have anything to do with our show? No, no, no. Oh, okay, that has nothing to do with our show. Mm, sad. N um, we maybe. could probably incorporate it. At well, some I, later, all later of date. all of our all of our pairings are, uh, you know, of you know can be done at the lounge. Yeah. But the Monday the Monday pairing, which is going to, um, for for this month is going to feature seven twenty four cigars. Yep. And they're going to be paired with um, a particular um, bourbon or or Gila. Uh, uh, the pairing is going to be 15 bucks. Nice. Really, really good. I highly recommend you show up to Twins on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then being that this is a pipe episode, mm -hmm. it, it, pipe episode. it behooves me to say that uh, June 12th, uh, Eric Stokeby, a fourth-generation tobacconist, is going to be at the Londonderry location of Twins for a major pipe and tobacco event. All of... Uh, fourth generation pipes, cigars, accessories are all going to be uh, on sale that day, and it is going to be a great, great time. And let me tell you, the cigars best thing about too? that, no. You said cigars. You said pipes and cigars. Did I say pipes and cigars? <laughs> yeah. I can't even talk. Pipes, How cigars, guys, February. It is, talk about grammar. It's very it's, No, I've been, <laughs> gramma I've been grammatically correct. Yeah, but I've just been English, mis misinformation. Now, this leads me to believe that this tobacco is actually full-bodied and full-strength, and if you guys don't think so, it's because you've been smoking and you're totally blown. Probably. Yeah. So let me clarify, people. Today. The cigars are not on sale. All right? But <laughs> right. 
On the 12th of June, Eric Stokeby is going to be there, and all of his fourth-generation yeah, pipes and tobaccos are Tobacco. going and accessories pipes. are going to be on sale. And let me tell you, the best thing about that is meeting Eric Stokeby. Mm -hmm. Eric He's is a great guy. So He's good. been on the podcast before. He is such a humble guy, and he and his family have been involved for four generations. I mean, that's yeah. where the name came from, fourth, fourth, gen. fourth gen. He's the fourth generation in the pipe business. He's one of the most respected, well-known guys in the pipe industry today, and we have him on the 12th. We're very excited about that. He'll be at the store from noon to four. You want to be there for that. It's going to be a really good time. Mm -hmm. yep. And then uh, I want to end by saying that uh, June and July we're doing a big special oh, with 724 yeah, awesome. cigars Crazy um, good. leading up to um, – the 724 soiree, soiree party soiree, on yeah. July 24th, 724. Get it? Yeah. Every July 24th, 724, we have a big party. And this year, it's, it's on, on Saturday, Saturday. Which it's is awesome. Gonna be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, Kurt has been in the business for 24 years. This is a big year for him. Um, this is uh, um, the 15th year for 724 being on the market yep. this is a big deal and so between now and july 24th when you buy a 20 count box of 724 cigars or you, you can buy and you can put together your own box of singles correct or we have the 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 724 113s which are 10 count boxes you can get a pair of those whenever you get 20, a 20 box a count, 20 count. 20 count box, or you put together 20 cigars, whether they be in boxes or singles, um, you'll get entered to win a grand prize that is going to be drawn at the soiree party on uh, July 24th. And that includes a cabinet humidor, mm -hmm. which is its own freestanding thing. Yeah. It is not a countertop thing. It is something you put on the floor. It's a uh, no, no. I mean, it has a countertop. It's like it's a glass top. Well, it's a glass top. Yeah. I wouldn't be putting any type of glass. Well, it's got drawers, so they have the the drawers are for cigars, Dave. Right in the middle, so it's like a tabletop. It's a tabletop humidor. No, a tabletop humidor is it's, a, it's a humidor table. that you put on the table. Ah. The a <laughs> cabinet, a cabinet humidor is something that sits on the floor. It's its own piece of furniture. Anyway, you're going to be getting this really, really nice humidor. You're going to get to choose three boxes of your choice of whatever 724 cigars you want. There's also going to be three bottles of the 724 Select yep. Spirits with that. And the greatest thing of all. And the, and the coolest thing is, along with that, is going to be a $3,500 DuPont 18 karat gold and lapis lazuli lighter mm. that Ting. comes with this. Light the whole you. thing is worth over $5,000. It's amazing. And you are not going to want to miss out on that. So every box you get, you'll get a ticket for that. If you buy two boxes at a time, you'll get five tickets. If you buy three boxes at a time, you'll get 10 tickets and to go to that. And that if that weren't cool enough you know we didn't want people to completely miss out so 
even if you're buying singles, if you buy four, we've got singles for you. Either a uh, WK um, uh, Toro or a Factory 57 Churchill. Mm -hmm. Whichever you want. You buy any four and you'll get one. But if you want tickets for that big prize, you need to buy boxes yep. or put together your own mix and match of 20 counts or more. And that's going to be going on all through June, all the way through July, uh, July 24th. Mm -hmm. And the winner will be drawn on Saturday, July 24th at our party that we're going to be having over at the Mother Store in Londonderry. Dairy. That's going to be huge. Aww. It's going to be huge. Yep. Now, huge. Now that you guys have had a chance to smoke a little bit more. Well, I'd what... like to say that Oscar asked. Uh, he wanted to know if there's a difference between flavored or infused, and or what the difference is. And the difference is, if it's infused, it's while they're making it, while they're making the tobacco, it's in, injected or added, and while they're mixing it. Uh, or a flavored would be like, say, if you take like what we do with our. Uh, factory 57 dog walkers and put them in a bottle of jack daniels no that's um, exactly the reverse yes that's not that's not infused that's that would be that would that would be considered like i would actually call that aged but well that would the, i would actually call it enhanced or enhanced yeah. or aged, aged i would call enhanced. it enhanced that was the way but, paul described it and i think that's the best word for it yeah that it's enhanced by the the, the cigars in there are enhanced um infused is injected it, yeah infused is is you're actually um putting flavor you know scientifically into uh, scientifically chemically you know flavored it, it, here, here's the thing you know when you're talking about pipe tobacco you're talking really about two things you're talking the the terms would be casing or topping a casing is a flavor that is put in on a tobacco um, itself that's then mixed in with something else or that flavor is mixed in you know with the whole process a topping is a flavor that once all the tobacco is put together then something is added to the whole batch mm -hmm. and it's mixed up and around and whatever that's mm -hmm. called a topping a topping is typically a little bit more mild a casing is a little bit stronger because the, it's the tobacco's it been ages with cased it. Yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of the difference there. Infused, I, I don't know that you can use that with pipe tobacco. That's that's you know, that's a word that I would use more for for cigars like acid that Drew Estate does. They actually say they're flavor infused. Um, how they do it, I don't really know. I don't know that anyone knows. <laughs> Steve Saka knows. It's not natural. <laughs> Whatever it is. But they make it happen. But that's, you know, when you're talking pipe tobacco, you're talking is it cased or is it topped? And, oh, you both. know, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, it can be both. But a, a tobacco is cased in something before it's put into the mix. A topping is something that is put onto a finished mix of mm -hmm. pipe tobacco. Mm -hmm. And that is my understanding anyway. Yes. Now let's let's uh, go back to the question I was asking. You know, are you picking up anything else from this, Dave? 
Um, I'm I'm getting a little bit more smokiness from the retro hail, um, like a almost like a like a, a mesquite floral, very light on the mesquite, more floral. Um, I think it. I don't have any bourbon left, but the uh, I'm getting. I'm still getting the same. I think it's. Uh, I'm actually it's changed for me. The uh, I'm getting more of the wood, less mm -hmm. of the sweetness, like you guys were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of flip flop for me. Where when I first started smoking it, where the sweetness was more forward. Now it's kind of like in the back. So it's it's changed for me. Nick, what do you think? Well, for me, the sweet as one, I, I, I'm having some trouble keeping this tobacco lit. Yeah, <laughs> versus the rum. I, uh, yeah, I can't the, like the, the rum either. It, it's just the way of the beast, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, uh, earth, wood, the wood note has overtaken the sweet note mm -hmm. in this tobacco. So you and Dave are experiencing this similar things. Yeah, the spice note is really actually going well with the mm -hmm. um, with the bourbon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very enjoyable, a little bit more enjoyable than the rum twist. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the wood note smoky accent in there as well is mm. overtaken yeah, the sweet note that i got in the beginning yeah. mm -hmm. um but it you can still kind of taste it a little bit but it's like really in the background mm. the wood note and the earthy note little nutty in there um earth spice um but that's that's what i'm getting mm -hmm. okay i'm you know i would agree that the that light airier kind of sweetness mm -hmm. um has faded and it's much more woody much yeah. more earthy yeah um i'm still getting plenty of spice in the retro hail oh, and yeah. that extra spice goes very well with the foolproof 1792 i agree um so i, I would know. say this is a much more enjoyable pairing with this second well, tobacco than the first although I, you know i don't think it was i don't think it was bad no. i just don't think it was great yeah yeah it would have been better with you know, like you said, you know, probably would have been really good with a with a nice rum. Yeah. A nice sipping rum. Mm -hmm. Um but of course we didn't want to overdo it at that point. Mm. Um be too obvious. Um but this seventeen ninety two goes better with the whiskey twist mm. than the rum twist. Yeah. In my I opinion. would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um something I've been doing to pass the time, you know, we're coming to the end, thank God, of the, the COVID times, at least uh, for the moment, and um, when we're, um, you know, we've been spending a lot of time, I think, watching TV Yeah. At night, you know. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get home, I just need to kind of decompress Everybody after does. being with, you know, being with around people all day. I kind of, I kind of recharge by being by myself, Yeah. and one of the things that, you know, I've kind of looked for are kind of fun, mindless tv shows to watch where there's you know you don't really have to pay all that close attention to what's going on but it's just it's just <laughs> it's stupid fun it's to get your mind off to of, get your mind off, off the world. and you know there's a lot of you know hollywood seems to be you know totally awash with you know stuff about the undead yeah and you know vampires zombies you know mythical creatures stuff like that and I have to tell you, one of, one of my favorite 
mindless shows to watch is Winona Earp. Have you ever seen Winona Earp? I think I've seen the pilot episode. But you I saw never the pilot episode. That. It's not that, that I wasn't interested, but I just never started. No. Um, the, the thing I, I like about Winona that. Earp is, I mean, the show is just it. Uh, the whole the whole premise is 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 ridiculous. You know, Wyatt Earp the the pe- there were witches in Wyatt Earp's days, and they cursed his progeny so that. Every you know the the every heir of Wyatt Earp once they turn twenty seven, mm. everybody Wyatt Earp ever killed comes back to life as a revenant. Yeah, that and seems they very unlikely. Kill and maim yeah. and everything, and they have to use Wyatt Earp's original gun, oh, Peacemaker, geez. to send these revenants back to hell. And unless they can get all of them at once. Oh boy! It happens over and over, and so the it, the air keeps getting killed. It keeps going, and it, it, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> but here's what makes the show work for me: the actors know it's ridiculous, and they just enjoy saying these ridiculous things. There and you go. it's like only one owner could get away with saying you know that or whatever. And it's just it's really funny, and it's just funny. It's mindless, and. um I enjoy and watch it, right? And I'm waiting for the next season to come out on Netflix. Um, it comes out on Sci-Fi, and I think they just wrapped up their fourth season. Mm. I'm excited to see see that come to come to Netflix. Uh, what I'm what I'm watching now is is one of these shows that I had always kind of been curious to see because everybody was talking about it was uh, True Blood mm. on HBO. You ever you ever that was that, that heard was, of it? That was that was really good. And once you get into it, it's pretty good. My sister in law got it's into that, and she loved it. I'm not and big it, into any of that. But, and it's yeah. and it's like it's <laughs> when you're talking Louisiana people, it's like these Louisiana hicks dealing with vampires and and change things. There's this, <laughs> these guys are shifters, and this guy, not a werewolf, he just changes into a dog. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then there's people turning into panthers, and it's like, this is just so, but it's it's something you, you, you kind of watch, you have a smoke, you have a drink, and it's so. It gets better. It's so opposite <laughs> to, to, Does it? to what. what With the drink. Oh. You know, it it's, it's. Do you guys have any mindless kind of Stargate. fun I've been TV watching shows that Stargate, you like yeah. to watch? I've also been watching this new uh, UFO series that's been really good. Um, that you can't think of the title. I can't. Think yeah, of it. it's so good. Well, a- ancient aliens. It so I I watched a couple episodes. Oh, here, let me tell you. I'll just bring this up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you nick i don't what have do you... i don't have anything so uh, most of the most of the stuff that i watch on netflix or hbo uh, max or prime or anything like that it's all stuff that i really kind of wanted to watch i don't have anything like that's mindless mm-hmm. um or something that i just want to watch just to decompress or anything like that um if i'm decompressing i'm literally laying on the floor with my dog thinking about my day that's what I do to decompress. I don't want you to lay watch. down on the floor yeah. with your dog. I lay down. You get on the floor. down with your dog. Well, I have I have tile floors on my. Uh, I have on the first floor. I have all tile floors in the living room, mm-hmm. and I have an open concept. So, the living room and dining room are are and the the kitchen is all kind of one one room. Right. So I have tile floor, and tile floor stays cool, 
and my dog sleeps on the floor versus sleeping on the $300 bed that we bought him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I get home and I'm tired and I put my keys on the hook and stuff like that, my wife's already in bed, I lay down with Zeus and I just kind of just relax and I stay down there for about 10 to 15 minutes and then I go up, take a shower and then I go to bed. So the show that I was watching was called Hangar One, the UFO Files. Oh, I've yeah. I've browsed upon that before. Yeah. So it's basically uh, files from an organization called MUFON, which is like a uh, world dot org. Yeah, which is like you know, uh, worldwide uh, collaboration of collection of UFO files mm-hmm. um, and and accountants, and they've just pulled the files from there and make a make a show out of it and stuff. But all the shows are like you know officially documented and stuff and everything, and it's everything from that happened to civilian to military, and um, it was pretty. Cool. We just finished watching the first season of it. It's pretty cool. Yep, that's bizarre. Yep, and now we're watching uh, the universe, which is basically like, uh, um, like I usually watch on YouTube. I'll watch uh, PBS uh, Space Time to keep up to date on like current astrophysics and mm-hmm. like astronomy and stuff like that this is it's kind of like a very informational um i would think good mythical morning would be more your speed or reading rainbow well it's very this is this is very you know very um you know factual it's not fiction mm-hmm. so and like one of the cool twists they did on this they actually put a fictional spin on it it's like uh one of the newest things that's been happening is we've been able to detect planets you know uh, or super earths as like you know super earths yeah what's a super earth so basically we used to think that the earth was like one of the only planets out there because we couldn't see any mm-hmm. um but after someone found one like you know uh you know 15 years ago we've been able to find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more of like planets that uh go around stars uh and the way they're able to do it is they where they look at a star and when there's a dimness in the light they can tell uh, that the planet, the planet, a planet is actually passing in front of it, and based on how the sun's light is going through that planet's atmosphere, uh, they can tell what it's made of, what it's com- uh, if it has an atmosphere, like what it's made of, and everything like that. Uh, and they've been able to find planets that are pretty close to Earth, um, most of which, unfortunately, are tidally locked, kind of like our moon. So that means only one side is facing the mm-hmm. the star system, whatever. But Basically, what they found out is almost all the stars out there have have planets. So planets in itself is actually a very common thing, which is like, yay, maybe there really is like extraterrestrial life because there's now planets freaking everywhere. And now they, they're, they're, the amount of planets that they're finding is growing astronomically like day by day by day. There's even more and more planets that they're finding. Um, and so what this show, one of, this, one of the shows was about... What if uh, if there was life on this planet that they found based on, you know, what they were able to tell about it, what would life look like based on what they were able to say? Like if, if like, for instance, this one planet that was uh, um, had a really dense atmosphere where the air was really thick, like uh, 10 times thicker, well, 10% thicker than it is here, there's more oxygen on it. What would life look like in, an, in a, a thing like that? And so they did... They just made up a bunch of like alien life that would that would work in like an uh, an environment like that. I wonder what I'd be like in an environment like that. So ten percent more air. 
thinner. Well, the, the atmosphere stronger. is stronger. Yeah, so that means like uh, heavier, heavier things would be able to float in the air. So they had like these really uh, huge air beasts. You know, it was it, they're really hard to describe. They had like six wings. It was pretty cool. But um, hippos with wings, not that fat, but more like wide. Hey, they're not fat. But, they're just big boned. Yep. But uh, they're terrifying creatures. Yeah, they also uh, they well, also hippos kill more people, people per year than any other thing. The the the, yep. the, the yeah. than alligators <laughs> or lions <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, they they they're the most uh the biggest attack. Like people think like probably sharks or wolves are, but it's not. It's hippopotamuses have the most attack on people per year. Yep, because yep. they're very territorial. Don't f with the hippo. Oh, they'll they'll get you. Yep. they'll get you. Yep. Uh that's what Wait, I would want. Let's, nico, let's more of that meme. for next week. Oh, do we do we have the nicotine meme of the week? Oh, yes, we, we have do. It to we put have up it. there. Yes, we do. Are we ready for it? Mm -hmm. We're ready. Okay, let's here go. we go. Here we go. We're going. What does it say? What a beautiful transformation. As the lamb goes. <laughs> this is very bad. <laughs> the lamb goes oh. into the. Uh, what What's would you call it? That? The hero. It's, it's the hero. The hero. The gyro. 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 Well, the American pronunciation is gyro, but isn't it euro? Euro. 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 Yeah. <laughs> those things are really good. Oh yeah. yeah. I love those. Oh yeah. There's nothing like good lamb, lamb people. Lamb, lamb is very good. So especially when lamb. you cook it, Dan. You have the best lamb I've ever tasted. Mm. Yes. Especially in your uh, chili, lamb chili. Yes. The my. My wife's uncle does mm -hmm. a good chibo. They call it in a good chibo. Chibo. So oh, chibo. chibo. I thought chibo. not a chibo. A chibo. No, no. chibo? So in, nothing like cheap <laughs> lamb. That's, that's, so lamb. So lamb. No one wants the, the knuckles. So my uncle <laughs> buys them all. And when he gets like eighteen hundred of them, he puts them in his vat. So vat of knuckles. In Spanish, in Spanish, lamb is chibo. Okay. Chibo. So he he okay. makes a really good chibo. chibo. Mm. And it's delicious. <laughs> he makes, Chibo, a, Chibo. Like he, he makes a, a good uh, uh, deer stew as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. You don't taste any of the game in the deer. There's no game. No game. And That's, it's just A lot of that delicious. has to do with how you, how you prepare it, prepare it yeah. too. You yep. know? A lot of that has to do with preparation. That's correct. Um, would you rather? Yes. Yeah, you, I would you, rather. Would you rather? All right, kind of going, you know, off of my own weird, weird, uh, undead Please. Winona Earp True Blood theme. Oh, God, here. here we go. Would you rather, Dave? Oh, yes. <laughs> never be able to go out never, during the day, never, or never to be never, able to go out during, during the, night. the night. Oh snap! Wow, that's a hard one. I love them both. Oh man. You love them both. Which one would you rather? I would. I would rather. Wow. I would. I would. On. Jeez. I don't. I would rather never be able to go out during the day, and the reason why is because I love astronomy. I love space, and if I was going to give up anything, it would Wins be the blue vampire, sky. Dude. Your brother's you know, a vampire. I would love to be able to. I love the night. That's why he's, he's, he's a creature. I'm always taking pictures of the that's, moon. That's why he's so tired all the time during mm -hmm. the day. Yep, when he works. Oh. Yep. I take pictures of the moon with my phone all the time. Click. Because my phone click. is awesome. Click. Yep. <laughs> click, click. Boom. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what about yourself? Then uh, I would rather give up the night 
You'd rather give up the night. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to live without the Daywalker. <laughs> I love, I love, the one thing that I love doing is taking the wife on a ride on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. In no clouds, all sun, clear sky, mm. 85, 90 degrees mm. on the bike, hitting the back roads through New Hampshire, going up to the beach. And I love sitting in the sun. Mm. I just love it. You, oh, just let me sit out there and bake in the sun, man. Mm. I, that, to me, I would never give up, ever. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, a nice 70 degree night outside with my dog. Mm-hmm. With some bourbon, with a good pipe tobacco, with a good cigar, mm-hmm. does that really? You can't really beat something like that. Yeah. But damn, sitting on the beach and the sun is just cooking you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Danny's turning into a lobster. <laughs> no, no, no. Dan's hurt. Dan's hands are yeah. hurting already. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Put on some my lotions. Hands, my hands are gonna be having a 50 SPF on yeah, I know. for months. But I'm sorry, I don't. Tobacco, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's so much. You know, especially when you go to the Caribbean, you go to Puerto Rico, you go to Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, mm. the Keys. Even Florida or even, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, whatever, wherever you go to actually see that in true color, the trees or the sand and the rocks and the grass and see all that and experience that you can't really do that at night. And to see that and to experience that and to Mm -hmm. smell the air and, you know, and it's 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 so great to to Mm. be, you know around things in the daytime where you can see at night you yeah. can't see anything yeah you know don't get me wrong like i said you know on a nice quiet night where it's 70 degrees uh, and there's not a cloud in the sky yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. Yeah. all the constellations mm-hmm. and have a cigar and just relax and reflect on life mm. that's something that's priceless in itself yeah. but i think you know taking a nice long walk on the beach um with your loved one your at dog night. or whatever or your mm-hmm. cat or if you want to walk your iguana Whatever, whatever the case may be, I think that is also um, something that you just wouldn't be able to give up. Mm. Well, definitely for me, you know, it, it, this is a really tough. Would you rather question? I'm a night guy. Really? I, I, I would. I'm not a morning person I, at all. I'm a big morning person. I, I, we know. know. Getting up to see the sunrise. <laughs> that's not something. That's not something on my bucket list. You know, and I'll, I'll do it. There are people who I know um, who love the sunrise, and if they wanted me to get up and see the sunrise with them, I'd do it. Yeah. You know, but I I naturally stay up late, you mm-hmm. know. Now, that said, mm-hmm. I think I would rather give up going out at night. No way. I would rather give up going out. It, this is, Remember, this question isn't, would you rather go to bed? <laughs> this is rather, you know, would you rather not be outside? And if I had to choose, if I was forced to choose between not being able to leave wherever I was to go outside, I I probably would would do the the night. I sleep most of the night, so yeah. I don't even. It doesn't even really bother me to I'm, give it up. I'm so. I'm you know you know 
11, 12, 1 o'clock, sometimes 2 o'clock, I'm up to. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, up, I'm, I'm gonna, up very late. I'm going to call you tonight at 1.30. Well, you probably could, especially nice like that. I need to, I need to decompress. Yeah, you know, I get home, you know, after doing the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as late as 11 o'clock, 11.30. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have to then, you know, kind of chill for a little bit before I'm Meow. ready to get to bed. Yeah. And, and you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up late. And that that always makes Saturdays harder because oh, Saturdays yeah. you know but you got to be in there early. A long day. It's a, you know I'm usually there. Earlier. I'm up. I'm up early. I'm usually up about four thirty-five. Oh gosh. I get up. I, I, the only thing I'm looking at is the back at five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Same here. I'm up at five. Yep. Uh, get up. <laughs> the dog looks at me. I look at him. And they say, "What the we heck?" G- we go outside. <laughs> I check on the chickens, make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. They're already up because they're up at sunrise. Mm. So I let them out into the run, make sure uh, they got food and water. Mm-hmm. And then me and Zeus go on a nice uh, two-mile walk, run, whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Then I work out, and then we do some chores around the house. Yeah. And then, uh, then I'm at I'm at work for, for nine hours. Yeah. No, good for you. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sleeping. You're still sleeping. I'm still sleeping. Yep. Now, next week, uh, Paul's going to be with us. Nick will be uh, working at the shop. I'll be working. And uh, But Paul's going to be with us, and yep. we're doing our... Uh, next week is going to be the second conspiracy the episode. Oh, yes. Conspiracy theories is yes. what we're doing next week. And we are going to be looking at the Illusione Op number 9. Oh, yeah. Oh, and for our pipe tobacco, we are going to be looking at Cornelian Deal's uh latest small batch release eight state burley eight state burley and uh i'm excited about mm-hmm. both of those mm-hmm. it's going to be a really great episode next week so yum, be yum, sure yum. you're with us friday night eight o'clock right here on youtube facebook wherever you're watching if you want to watch it live if you're not watching it live it really doesn't matter uh it'll be everywhere the following monday everywhere. whatever podcast but uh eight o'clock yep. right here right here next friday for the conspiracy episode You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down.